Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is November 30th, 2023. It is Thursday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Asheville Pagan Supply. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, you're supposed to have one hand up and one hand down. As you're trying to go up, you're trying to pull someone up at the same time by Bill Murray. So moving into some headlines, this comes to us from wildhunt.org. Feeding 4,000, Wiccan Priest receives federal grant to grow gardens for free food pantry. And this is written by Kenneth Hurd. And this comes out of Jonesboro, Arkansas. So armed with $300,000 of a federal grant to build a community garden and feed the hungry, Southern Delta Church of Wicca, priest and aquarian uh, Terry Riley is finally being accepted into the Arkansas town where he lives. It's taken a while to gain acceptance. Riley received the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Urban Agriculture and Innovative Production Grant from the U.S. Natural Resources Conservation Service this summer to expand gardens he planted near his Lake City, Arkansas home to feed the needy. He's already farmed on one 20-foot by 80-foot lot, giving away squash, tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, and other vegetables. Riley said he provided food to 700 people in October. The grant money, which will be distributed to Riley's Wiccan Church over three years, will allow him to buy more land, plant larger gardens, and eventually provide enough produce to feed 4,000 people. People come to Riley's Main Street home and church in the eastern Arkansas town of 2,400 to get food. First-time visitors are shy and somewhat fearful, especially if Riley and his church administrators are wearing church robes when distributing food. But the visitors return, and they are not forced to attend the church in exchange for the food. Quote, if we're a church, aren't we supposed to feed the hungry? Riley said, we don't make you come to our services if you get food. The perception of Riley and his Wiccan church now is a far cry from when, when Riley first appeared in Arkansas 30 years ago. He opened up Magic Moon, a shop in Jonesboro, Arkansas, in June of 1993. Landlords, when discovering Riley was selling occult items, canceled his lease and evicted him. At the same time, two teenagers were being tried in Jernsboro for slaying of three eight-year-old West Memphis, Arkansas boys. Earlier in the year, another teenager was convicted of killings and persecutions, said, um, saying that the homicides were part of a cult ritual. One of the defendants in the Jonesboro case said offhandedly that he was studying Wicca. The case drew national attention and was later featured in several films. 
The case, combined with the general public's ignorance and fear of Riley's religion, caused trouble. Quote, the first time news of the case came out on television, everyone thought we were cutting up babies and making sacrifices, Riley said. Riley held a Freedom of Religion march in 1993, walking through the streets of Jonesboro among more than 1,000 angry people in an attempt to garner religious tolerance. Police arrested one man for bringing a gun to the march and making threats toward Riley and his members. Ooh. Riley soon tried to open another shop in Brooklyn, Arkansas called Dagda's Cauldron, but was met with the same opposition and forced to close. Uh, he moved to a rural area of town just north of Jonesboro and said people would drive by firing weapons at his home and threatening to burn the witch. Riley's daughter, Amberly Jones, now 37, said she was bullied at her school by both teachers and students and attended um, at the high school she attended. Oh, okay. Oh, man. Um, I think one uh, great story. He got this grant, you know, and that's so wonderful. He's going to help so many people. But I also think this is a really great reminder of uh, what a lot of older witches in our lives have had to go through. That as of right now, a lot of us younger witches are really lucky not to face. And, you know, there's a woman where I'm from. Her name is Kira. And she does a lot of work from her home. And she does a lot of charity work in the name of, like, the goddess. And it's really wonderful. I've donated things to her. And she has said the same things less than 10 years ago. She would have the same problems, people driving by her house and making threats and being really scary. And I think it's just a nice reminder that the people before us have done a lot of work. Um, you know, Phyllis Curat, who we interviewed last week, and I'll share more from that interview uh, in the coming weeks. She was at the she's was at the front lines of a lot of this work of protecting people, you know, like Riley. And it's just really, really scary to think that people can be so horrible. Not shocking, you know, if you know anything, any history, we we know this is how people can be, but it's just horrible to think about it and remember it. So Congratulations, Terry Riley, for not only being able to proudly practice and hold strong for over 30 years, um, but but to be given a $300,000 grant to help people. That's beautiful and incredible, and what an incredible person. All right, witches, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Thursday, November 30th. The waning gibbous moon continues to hug its pillow in Cancer today. Here, the moon moves into a T-square to Venus and Pluto. We could be locked in a power struggle with someone we care for today. The opposition to Pluto has revealed a weakness in the relationship, and we have a choice. We can exploit that weakness and gain the upper hand in this game, 
or we could approach the weakness with compassion and attempt to heal it. It is hard to give up the high ground when you feel threatened. However, when in a relationship of any kind, whether it's familial, friendly, or of the love persuasion, things have a habit of coming back around. And wouldn't you rather be treated with compassion when in the same position? Your daily moon mantra is, be kind to others not because of who they are, but because of who you are. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Asheville Pagan Supply is a witch-owned and operated old-age metaphysical pagan supply store located in the Blue Ridge Mountain town of Asheville, North Carolina. Our shop specializes in high-quality products created by local magic practitioners and craftspersons with an emphasis on sourcing products that are botanical, organic, ecologically conscious, and affordably priced. We are extremely proud of our knowledgeable and friendly staff who are always prepared to answer questions and personally assist customers with their purchases. Our belief has always been that our business presence in the community offers a normalcy to pagan practices and in educating the general public we assist in dispelling myths and stereotypes associated with different pagan practices. Open since July of 2014, we focus on our local community and hosting workshops and events. Visiting Asheville? Find us. Just look for the raven with the key. Or shop 24-7 at AshevillePaganSupply.store. That's A-S-H-E-V-I-L-L-E-P-A-G-A-N-Supply.store. Blessed be. Let me tell you, during the commercial break, I was scrolling for like a hot second on Instagram. And this is one of those editor things. There's this one font a lot of people are using right now in self-published books, especially for their title of their book and like their, the witchy realm. And it drives me absolutely nuts. Um, we definitely used the font in Witch Way a few years ago, um, but quit because it was starting to feel dated. But now I'm seeing it uh, pop up as the title for a lot of self-published books. And it um, I, I recognize it immediately. And it just drives me nuts. It's just one of those little things. Like you, um, it's shocking how often I think of fonts. It's quite a lot. Um, I remember when the Try Guys drama was going on. And oh my gosh, can you believe it's been a whole year? Uh, I remember one of the little things was that like, the bad guy in the scandal um he released a statement and it looked very similarly to the company's statement and people felt it was like a conspiracy that he was trying to look like it, they were still a team and they were like he used the same font as us and i remember sitting there while you know on my youtube being like it's not the same font it's close but it's not i think about fonts a lot Anyways, all right, witches, um, moving on to our, oh, okay, so this is really interesting. Um, remember when we answered that question last week about, like, what's the purpose of psychic ability? And we meant it a little bit more from a spiritual sense, um, but we did post it on our Facebook and we got some great responses. So I just wanted to share some of them. 
So Lilith says, I don't think it's so much a purpose, but just as a perception of the human mind. We think in terms of purpose because the rest of our body is designed specifically for maintaining the body itself. We lost parts no longer useful, like wisdom teeth and appendixes and um, reformed brains. Mind uses very little energy to maintain the body, but it continues to grow and expand. I think that happens as a physical response to something we can't see or understand. Energy, heaven, souls, whatever. I personally believe in reincarnation. I think the energy patterns that are us are uh, a growing and evolving situation, just like the human body. The pattern is reabsorbed into the body and that it can handle new energy patterns with larger, more developed brains. I think our perception of this energy field, what is downloaded as the main programming for the blank, smooth little brain, comes out of psychic ability in all forms. Yeah, um, I kind of agree. So that was kind of one theme we had um, for responses was this idea of like um, evolution, right? It's like an uh, evolutionary thing. And I love that take, but I will say that um, we were kind of coming at it from a little bit more of a, um, what's the point in how, like, what's the point in our using it now modernly in like a spiritual sense, but I'm loving that take. I think that was, um, yeah, I like that idea that uh, our brain is using less and less, but it continues to grow. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I actually teach a class on kitchen witchery and I touch on that a little bit, how... Um, once we discovered fire and we were able to cook more neutrally dense foods, uh, our brain was able to grow bigger because it had more nutrients and we were able to, uh, not spend all day foraging and we were able to think and we were able to be spiritual and theorize and, um, have philosophies and it's really neat. Um, Mahali says, originally to help us survive, we aren't the strongest or the fiercest animals. Instead, we developed our minds and intelligence and psychic abilities or extra sensory input from our environment. I love that. Um, Brandon says, I think it's an evolved survival instinct, which looks like has already been stated here. I think as our world has become more complicated, our experiences have been much more rich and diverse so that we have more to draw from as we equally more, um, as we have equally more than uh, can be addressed. Cassidy says, I agree with you to determine the purpose. I don't like the idea that we have to use any gift I have for any reason that isn't true to me and what I want to do with the life I've been given. Teresa says, I think it's along the lines Tanya mentioned, that of it being different for each of us. I also agree that it has had evolutionary benefits. One thing I think it has uses for is... Um, connection with deity. I believe that deity, however you see it, wants relationships with us and we will use our psychic abilities as a way to connect with us. And I agree. Um, I'm very ghosty. I'm a ghosty gal. And that's primarily what I like to think mine's for. Um, but yeah, I agree. Uh, my friend Russ says, I think that psychic ability is communication from spirit or the universe to us. I think the purpose of psychic ability is to enable us to have more fulfilled, enriched experiences. It's like you mentioned, it connects us to our purpose. Yeah. 
For some people, it's service to others. For others, it may be to further their own growth of experience. Yeah, I agree. I like that it is just to be more enriched. It's kind of that idea of um, education, right? Like that was the initial point of education was to just um, be enriched for the sake of enrichment. And I like the idea that our psychic abilities are just there to enrich our lives and in and of itself does not have um, like a grander purpose. Fiona says, I love this question. And the first thing that went through my head was to help others and also to navigate life like an etheric street map for unfamiliar territory. And then Crystal says, to help us with direction and turns we take in life to learn our lessons with clarity, to grow and evolve into higher senses. Wonderful responses. Oh, I love all of you so much. For real. You're, you are all so um, engaging and have such great perspectives and input. And I just am so grateful. All right. So today, the 30th. Is this the 30th? Already? Yes, it is the 30th. So today is uh, Hecate's night. Is it Hecate's night or Hecate's festival? Let me double check because they're two different. They are two. Yes, it is the festival of Hecate today. And there's a big focus on the triple goddess, the triple goddess within the festival of Hecate. So I thought it would be a great opportunity to kind of touch on this. What is this and um, what does it mean? So this comes to us from spells8.com. Now, you've likely seen the triple goddess symbol associated with Wicca, but did you know that the concept of the triple goddess can be traced back to a number of ancient civilizations throughout the world? So it is believed that the triple goddess has been worshipped since before recorded history. We can trace the worship of triple goddesses back to ancient Greek, Roman, and Celtic pantheons. While many Wiccans and Neopagans worship the triple goddess alongside the horned god, the triple goddess is three goddesses at once. The maiden, the mother, the crone. However, this association was not observed in ancient times. Historically, some deities were depicted as siblings or as three separate goddesses united as one, rather than three life stages of the same entity. So, let's dig in. So, in Wiccan practice, the goddess is worshipped as a triplicate made up of three forms, the maiden, the mother, the crone. And these archetypes are sometimes depicted as the three life phases of a single goddess, paralleling the phases of the moon, waxing, full, waning. The maiden mother crone archetype of the triple goddess is meant to echo a life cycle, the many aspects that someone may embody in their lifetime. These three phases also represent the passing of a year and cycle of seasons. A practitioner may call upon these archetypes to aid in their magical practices. Um, so it's really important to remember that in Wicca, some people see the god and goddesses as individual entities, while others see them as manifestations, faces, or aspects of one universal being. So some people see all gods as one god, all goddesses as one goddess. Some don't. So, you know, different Wiccan traditions are going to practice different things. 
So my favorite pop culture representation of this, of the shifting of the triple goddess is Charmed, right? We start out with Phoebe Piper and Prue, and we have Phoebe as the maiden. She's the youngest and a little irresponsible and uh, all of that. We have Piper as the mother. She is the one who gets everyone together. She's the cook. She's very warm. She's the one who um, tends to kind of solve the you know problems amongst the family. She's the glue of the family. And then we have the crone, which is Prue. She's the one who's considered wise, all-knowing. Um, she always fixes things and is typically considered the most powerful. Then, of course, we see a spoiler alert for Charmed. Spoiler? It happened like 30 years ago, but spoiler alert. Prue does die. And we see the shift of the life cycles. You know, um, it's really fascinating. And while I know this wasn't necessarily like super planned, I think it was actually a really beautiful representation of the shifting of paradigms. So a shift occurred. Prue died. The crone passed the wand onto the new maiden. And then we had Paige. Paige came on and suddenly she was the maiden. Phoebe was pushed into the mother role. Um, she had to become more responsible. She had to grow up. Um, in the show, she actually becomes pregnant. She evolves into the next phase of life of just having to not be as carefree because now she has responsibilities and now she is just a different role in her life. And then we see Piper move from the mother role into the crone role. She's now um, responsible, right? She's now the thing or the person everyone turns to for help and advice and wise. And she's the one that has to solve all the problems. And I think it was a really beautiful representation as much as I know fans may not love it. So to go over it real, real quick, the maiden role or the waxing moon role represents youth, energy, um, expression, innocence, curiosity, beauty. And then the mother role or the full moon role is often going to represent um, the protector, um, the one who blesses the world with abundance. Um, this is the warmth. This is the one that keeps uh, the family together. And uh, very interesting. Oh, and then maiden is supposed to represent spring. Mother Summer, and then we have Crone, and the Crone is supposed to be wise and intimidating and mysterious and um, knowledgeable and represents the waning moon and then typically winter as well. Now, I think a really big question is, is can you use these archetypes in your life, even if you aren't maybe someone who wants to live that very traditional life cycle? And I say yes, you know, I believe so, you know, um, I don't have children and I definitely have always felt very motherly. I have felt motherly since I was pretty young. Um, I like to take care of people. I like to help people. I like to have a really warm home where people can come and eat. And I think you can embody those different aspects without having to literally bear children or um 
you know? And here's the thing is some of us, now let me tell you why I think taking the opportunity to embody some of these archetypes can be really, really healthy. Not all of us get to really have a maiden stage or a long maiden stage. You know, some of us have to grow up very, very, very fast. Um, or maybe, you know, it's like there's there's all these reasons why we might we might not hit a certain stage. So I think having the ability to play in these archetypes, you know, if you didn't really get a maiden stage, could having one weekend where you are carefree and playful and joyful and uh, fo- and focusing on uh, rubbish, <laughs> fo- focusing on just nothing that matters, could that be really healing? I think so, you know? And I think the idea of these archetypes spans gender and spans uh, tradition. I think we all can find something within these archetypes that we can find joyful and uh, healing, you know? So where does this stem from? Well, the Greek. So the Greek had a triple goddess. And to the ancient Greeks, this was Hecate, who was the most powerful in ancient entities and the very midwife that aided in Zeus' birth. Born of the Titans and existing since long before the gods of Mount Olympus, Hecate is still worshipped. So she is considered um, kind of the embodiment of the triple goddess. I love like statues of Hecate. I think they're so beautiful. Then the Roman. The Roman goddess Diana was also seen as a triple goddess as her different facets representing uh, Diana the Huntress, Diana the Moon, and Diana of the Underworld. Those were her three, her three faces. And if you really, really hate the idea of like the super traditional female life cycle, turn to Diana. Have your cycles be of the moon, the huntress, and the underworld. Then we have the Egyptian triple goddess, known as Isis, symbol of fertility, magic, and motherhood. Then the Hindu triple goddess. Then the Hindu triple goddess, which actually is supposed to embody three different goddesses, Saravati, Parvati, Lakshmi, who were the creator, preserver, and destroyer. Oh, that also reminds me of the fates. Um, The Nona. Oh, I forget the middle one. Uh, Dakomi. But yeah, there's a fate version of that, like the birther, the mother, and then the death decider. And I love it. All right, witches. We are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Cat J. Cat, you scholarly bombastic kraken. Amy Sues, you transcendent, glorious garden nymph. Tammy Ann, you earthy poetic kitten. And Kelly Carrado, you scrumptious, starry eyed newborn baby. <laughs> Thank you for so much for being Patreon uh, supporters. I really appreciate it. And our card today is Affluence by Sacred Symbols Oracle. 
Wealth in in all forms is available to you now. You are rich on all accounts. Drawing this card invites you to feel the abundant flow of having all that you need on the material and spiritual planes. If you are inquiring about a situation or relationship, this certainly indicates that there is much to be experienced here. Enjoy the fruits of your labor. You are being provided for and rewarded at the same time. All right, witches, um, a little housekeeping before we leave. I am doing New Year readings. Uh, This is in the form of audio email readings. Um, Even though you pick a time, you don't have to be available at that time. It's just about kind of claiming a spot. So if you're interested, go to tanyabrown.schedulisa.com. I do a ton of these every year. I really, really love them. I love kind of giving people an idea of what to expect from their year and things to look out for and things they may run into and things they can look forward to. Um, It's really special to me, so I hope you enjoy it. And that's it. Uh, We will talk tomorrow. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. <laughs>